This Fab FM podcast is proudly brought to you by Bendigo Bank, Port Douglas and Mossman. Offering a full range of competitive banking products and technology you'd expect from a big bank with the personal service and care you'd expect from us. Furthermore, the Port Douglas branch is now excited to announce its brand new location at the Saltwater Building, Shop 9, 26 to 30 Macrossan Street. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. It's that time of the week when we talk to our Fab FM tech guy. He is the guru, and not only giving us great information every week on this podcast, and we have a little bit of entertainment mixed in with it as well, but he has a great website with more information than you could ever imagine on that, and we'll give you the link to that at the end of all this. But let's get the show underway. G'day, Richard. Hello, Paul, and hello to all the listeners out there who download this fine podcast. Absolutely. Let's get stuck right into it. The ACCC, they've got a warning out, Richard. About Apple AirTag safety. So office Apple AirTags are little device where you can go along, put one on your keys, um, and you'll be able to find if your keys get left behind, it'll notify you, you'll be able to track lost items down. Really good thing. But they've got button batteries in them, Paul. And I'm not making light of this at all. So three kids have actually died from swallowing button batteries since 2013. Oh, dear. 20 kids are taken to emergency departments after swallowing button batteries each week. So the ACCC is not happy with Apple because inside the Apple AirTag is a button battery. You'd think you would have thought they'd be on guard for that. Well, according to the ACCC, they don't think it's fully secure when it's closed on there as well. Good God, I've tried to open it. It's pretty hard to go along and do, let me tell you. Um, but also, when you've got one of these devices, you actually put it inside another container. It goes on a key ring. Oh. So you know what? How about if we've got 20 kids ending up in the hospital, why don't we just stop giving our keys and little small things to our kids to suck on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it happens all the time, doesn't it? All the time. So, you know, wonderful they're going after that. But I also think that parents have got to be responsible for the things they leave lying around the house. True, absolutely. But, you know, button battery, there's there's stuff inside. I don't fully understand what's inside, but there is gunk, is there? Yeah, there's like, uh, it's a bit acidy. Yeah. And that's probably saying it kindly, Paul. Yes. yes. Okay, now... When you get a television, I've been to mates' houses that uh, are very small apartments because they're bachelors, some friends of mine are bachelors, but they have the biggest TV, doesn't fit into that room. So how can you tell which TV size you should get? Can I just say, Paul, I've never had anybody that said, you know what, I bought one that's too big. (laughs) They all love it. It sizes everything when it comes to TVs on there as well. So, you know, and, and I've got to say right now, people... You know, if you're thinking about buying a new TV, there are some great bargains around on, on really big TVs as well. You can save thousands at the moment because the old ones are being run out and the new ones are coming in. So some really good things around. So there, there's a couple of ways to determine, Paul, whether you're going to you know like your TV or not. So the distance you sit should be one and a half times the vertical height of the television. That is one if you want to get mathematical about it. So you remember when you and I grew up, Paul, what did our mum say about sitting next to the TV? Well, you'd go blind. No, maybe that was something else. But would it be go blind? Yeah, you'll go blind sitting in my, that's what my mum used to say. Yeah. In, in between <laughs> drinking at the time, but that's another story. Yep. So, yeah. Um, on there. so, you know, when you're sitting too close to the TV, 
a real guide for that is we can see individual pixels on the screen means that it's a bit too close, people. <laughs> Time to move back. That's right. The way, I, the way I judge is if you go into a shop, stand in front of the TV. Now, if I don't have to tilt my head to the left or the right of the image, that's the size TV for me. So work it out. where Where's my lounge going to be? Where's the TV going to be? Um, but it really is, can I sit there comfortably, see everything on the screen without darting my head back into the left and to the right? That's probably a better idea about, you know, when it comes to buying a TV. I can just see you in a TV shop with your neck swivelling around and checking it all out. Can I just say, when I go in to buy TVs or go in with clients sometimes, which I do down here to go and buy TVs, they cringe when they see it's me. They really do. So, yeah. Because <laughs> there's, there's, there's none of the um, what's called bull that's going to come out from, you know, from the retailer on there as well. Exactly. I, I can remember when I was a kid and TV first came out. It came, uh, I, you know, I was brought up in Sydney and TV came out in 1956, right? Yep. And uh, and so I would look, uh, I, you know, when the TV went off, because it, you know, it used to go off at midnight. Remember? And yes. I, I used to go and sort of see what happens when the TV goes off, and all you'd yes. get is what we used to call snow. I thought watching the snow was one of the best programs out. <laughs> and when the hand came out, the snow and grabbed you. My <laughs> good heavens, that, that was a thing that I could see as well. Well, so, it was so uh, it was so fascinating uh, television anyway that even when the snow was on, or even a test pattern, they used to have test patterns on. And you remember they used to have the oh, diff- the different colours. Of, and, and you try and go along and, and calibrate your TV. Well, I did, but I was like, go to make sure the blacks were black, the whites yep. white, and the greys were grey. Yeah, well, you you would have done that, but I knew nothing yeah. of that at the time. I just thought it was fascinating, even looking at the pixels. So there you go. But actually, they wouldn't would they have been pixels back then? Different. That's it. Yeah, different thing back then. Different so, thing. Yes. That was back in the Jurassic period. Okay, let's move on. Richard Pascoe, our tech guy, and Richard phone calls. Should you answer and engage with with people you don't know? It almost is like a silly question, but anyway, what do you think? It is, and there are so many people getting caught on this, Paul. That's what really worries me. I, I talked to a couple of people this week, and busy people that are out and about. And suddenly they get a phone call from scammers out there saying, you know, but George, you've bought this product. Uh, and you go, no, I haven't bought that product. Well, can you just confirm your credit card details for me? Who is this and where do you live? So they start giving that information to these people on the phone and it's a bogus phone call. Yep. And when your number gets out in the wild like that and they know they engage, they will keep ringing you. I've got a, one poor guy I spoke to. He was going to average 40 to 50 calls a day saying he bought things and he'd done all of that. But he answered every call, whether oh. it was an 02 number, an 03 number, no. a mobile number. You know, he, and uh, so people out there, if you get a couple of them, you've really got to go along and, and say, let it go to Message Bank. If they know it's like Paul's rung you or Richard's rung you, that's fine. Pick it up. But if you're getting these, and this is a strategy we put in place for this guy, we don't pick up the phone. We don't answer. We let it go to message bank because if it's important, they're going to leave a message yep. for you. Yep. And remember, all these phone calls are about getting information from you. Now, this poor guy started to give out his home address and all of those oh. sort of things and his email address. Oh, you know, So you don't do that. If you can't confirm who these people are, stop. So, you know, if you start to get them, 
don't you know, basically don't answer them. Let them leave a message, or if you do answer it, that goes, Paul, you've just bought. No, I haven't. Thank you very much. Goodbye. And mm, hang on. Mm. Now, listen, this guy you're talking about, is he the nicest man in the world or just an idiot? No, he's a nice guy. Okay, because, I that's, mean, that's, who yeah. answers every phone call from people you don't know? Come on. You know, he's just a genuine nice guy, but okay. he, he's a bit devastated by this. Yeah, all right. As you would be. <laughs> okay, let's move on to our crap tech item of the week now. Uh, the worst thing that can happen to you, not everybody's had it happen to them, is, you know, you, you, you're out with people, you're talking with people, and then suddenly you get the hiccups. There's nothing worse than getting the hiccups. And, and, people, have, and people have different hiccups, don't they? Some go, they do. others go, you know, and yep. what sort of hiccup is yours? Probably, so yes. Well, that's a pretty normal one. That's a pretty normal one. <laughs> Sorry. What yeah. happened? I, I hiccuped and then I choked a bit. Sorry. <laughs> you hiccuped and then choked. That's funny. I'm not cutting that out. Um, no, sorry. Thanks for that. <laughs> now, this crap uh, tech item of the week, uh, now, now they're saying it's a straw that cures hiccups. Yes, Paul, a straw that cures hiccups. Yeah, Texas doctor says you don't have to breathe into the paper bag. Suck on a lemon. I'm not sucking on a you, lemon. You, you know what other thing is? Uh, I've had it where people scare you. Ah! And you go, oh! That's the funny. That's the funny part. That's why, That's my go-to cure thing for people with hiccups is always give them a good fright. Yes, yes. And another one, and this does work, is you um, you have a little bit of vinegar. Right. That works. The vinegar works because it, it alters the airwaves. Enough for you to stop your hiccups. That is a genuine, genuine one. But tell us about the straw. Do you have to have chips with vinegar? I hate chips with vinegar. I like, <laughs> I like it. I like it like so many things in my life. A la natural. Exactly right. So yes, you and I agree totally there. So you know, there's lots of mother endorsed remedies, but this Texas doctor says you can sip water through an L-shaped hard plastic straw marketed as the Hickaway. <laughs> The Hickaway. Now, how does this work, Paul? According to the instructions on the Hickaway website, you stick the straw into a glass of water, suck in water two or three times, immediately swallowing after each sip. Now, you've got to suck hard, Paul, a bit like this straw in this segment sometimes sucks hard, but because there's a valve at the end of the straw with two settings on an adult or child. Can I just say, Paul, if I've got the hiccups, I, I really, do yeah. I have to pull a straw Yeah, out? I mean, I'm, are you, are you carrying yeah. this straw around with you all the time, just in case? Yeah, just in case. And, and my God, I'm hiccuping. So it says, it works through, lowers the diaphragm while opening first and then closing the epiglottis. Do you know what your epiglottis is, Paul? Yes, I do. Yep, so the listens out there, that's the leaf-shaped flap in the throat that keeps food out of the windpipe. That's exactly, a great exactly. So what it, what it does, it stimulates at the same time so the phrenic and vagus nerves. Oh I think this bloke had a bit too many vagus nerves. Allowing the brain to reset and stop the hiccups. So, um, okay. Well, now, let me tell you, that vinegar thing works absolutely 100%. So you don't need this straw. By the way, how much is this silly straw, the, the hic- hiccaway? About $20. $20 for a hiccup straw? Yep, but there was a Newcastle University in the United Kingdom, there was a doctor there, and he's an epilepsy neuroscientist. He, he actually said, uh, this may work, but I think this is a solution to a problem that nobody's been asking for. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That is that's absolutely brutal. brilliant. No, listen, yep. the vinegar works. Use it 
100% guaranteed. So if you send Paul and I 20 bucks, we'll send you a little container of vinegar, just a small yeah. one, and we need you to carry it around. Pieces. Yeah, it'll be special, special high-tech vinegar. Yes. Yeah. yeah, from Paul and Richard. So we'll give out the address that you send yes. the $20 to at the end of this podcast. Well, they can contact you through the website and send the cheque. They can too. We like that. Fantastic. And uh, we'll, of course, put it in our charity fund. Yes, because yes. charity begins at home. Well, it does oh, yeah. It does with us. Now, let's move on. Oh, look, we're talking with our tech guy, Richard Pascoe, and this segment, which is incredibly popular, I've had one letter, uh, and they've said, oh, this, this segment is amazing. It's what me off. You might not be able to top this poll. Oh, you're saying that yours is going to be better than mine. Oh, well, have you got the beat button ready? Oh, always with you. Always, that's what we like to hear. Now, I had a conversation during the week with two horse owners. Oh, okay. All right. Love people. And you know what? There are certain subjects we never, ever bring up. You know, when you and, say you and I talk, there were things, you know, we're, we're pretty open, but we don't talk about certain things. Horse owners talk about everything on there. there are, do you know, Paul, there is a, a, a people that run around that clean horses' sheaths. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Horses sheaths. You mean Horses like uh, like what do you mean by a sheaf? Horses male sausage. The sheaf is the horse's penis. Oh, I'm sorry. The horse's penis. Okay, so these the people clean penis. clean the horse's penis. They do, because believe it or not, horses' penises get into a bad get into a bad state and can have lumps and bumps all over it. Yes, and there is a, there is a, a and really I, when I'm eating a meal, I don't need to hear this at all. Nor do I need to see photos of horses' penises. Um, as well, but there is there's people running around who do all this, and the horse people are going to love me talking about this, but I think it's quite disgusting, I really do, and really turned my stomach on that night after seeing all the photos and everything. Um, but there are people out there that go along and clean them for him, Paul. That puts you off your meal, doesn't it? Well, it, it, it kind of does, but just, uh, look, I, I'm, I'm not uh, so much uh, worried about that. I, I think it's nature, oh. and horses are animals, and they obviously serve a purpose. In fact, they serve. That's what they're there for, to serve the mares. Exactly it's right. a completely natural thing, a God-given thing. I don't see a problem with it. You just seem to be upset over nothing, quite frankly. When you start getting shown photos and photos of things that they're ta- removing from the horse's genitalia... Now, hang on a second. Well. I'm, I'm wondering whether, and I, I say this with love, Richard, yes. I'm suggesting maybe you're just a little bit jealous... Hello? Are, yeah, are no. you still are you still there? <laughs> yes, is my microphone on. No, I'm not jealous, Paul. Good heavens. But uh, we don't <laughs> need to talk about this in public. All right. We don't, don't. Well it's nature. I, I don't I don't see your problem. It's nature. I, I understand that, but I don't need to see the photos and I don't need to see this. The woman that was coming to clean these horses' sheaves, very excited about it. She goes, I love doing it on the ad. She goes, there's nothing better than going along and making sure we get a nice, shiny, clean sausage. So, yes. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's uh, See, people. some people have some very different jobs, don't they? And I imagine when, when she goes to a dinner party, hopefully she's washed her hands, um, when she... <laughs> When she goes to a dinner party and they say, what do you do for a living? And she says, well, I, I clean horses' sausages. Exactly right. I think that would be fair. What, now, that would start up a conversation. 
it's all. I'll send you a photo, Paul, and they'll put you off your breakfast. Say yes. So that that was mine. And we don't need to have inappropriate conversations sometimes and show disgusting photos. But yes. My turn. What me off? Well, I tell you what me off. You know when you go into a toilet and the person has done a, you know, yeah, a poly waffle. Yes. And they haven't flushed the toilet. Oh no. Ah, oh, but no, have no, you no, copped no. that? Oh, yeah, that's terrible. And they've left it in the bowl. All they have to do is flush it, and they haven't been bothered to press it. And also, sometimes, if uh, they've done a... Number one. If they've done a number one also, they they haven't flushed as well. What is the matter with... I bet those people walk out without washing their hands. I think so, Paul. And, you know, apart from leaving in, there is nothing worse when they think they're amateur spray painters either. That's just... Yeah, people are just repulsed by what we're talking about on the it's educational. Everything we do on this podcast is educational. It is. Hey, listen, I saw a video. It was very funny. Well, you know how women say men can't aim very well when they go to the, the toilet bowl and what have you? That's right. Yep. Have you seen that video where the lady, uh, she gets a hose, puts it between her legs, and the no, but and then the guy turns the hose on and he's got a, this bucket the size of a you know toilet bowl. And right. she can't even get it in there. It's, she's trying to aim it and get it going everywhere. And the bloke is saying, well, there you go. Don't use that. And she going, oh, my goodness, I understand now what you're talking about. Because sometimes yeah, it right. does have a mind of its own. It does. It does. Especially for a horse, too. You can't have no, it. No, see, you don't. Urinal, you're yeah. back on the horses. See, I, I think your one this week uh, I don't have a problem with, maybe except for the photos. But you certainly agree with me on the toilet. I do. It's disgusting. So what do you think it is? Do you think it's the parents never taught them? Or their parents do the same thing or whatever? Who, 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 I who? think it is. I think, it's, I think it's laziness. And the thing that, you know, I'm in, I'm, in a, yeah, I'm in a public toilet sometimes. I really just don't care. Somebody else will come along and do it. Well, clean it up afterwards. Right? It's disgusting. And, you know, I actually, there's, I was in a public toilet the other day and the poor woman just come out from cleaning it. And I said to her, I said, I'd just like to thank you for the wonderful job that you do. Oh, they do a marvellous job. We, we've got people who clean the toilets here at the marina and, uh, oh, they do such a wonderful job. And you, it's not the nicest job in the world, but they do a fantastic job. So to all the people who clean toilets, so there yes. you go. Yeah, it would give you the <laughs> to do it, but it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you had to say that, didn't you? You had to say that. Hey, our, our segment uh, this week ended up in the crapper. It did say so, yes. We can, any more puns we can put in now, Paul? Now, listen. Do you know who invented the toilet? Thomas Crapper. That's exactly right. And people think it's a joke, but it's not. No, he's he's real. He would have got stick all his life. Oh, wouldn't he? But I bet he cleaned the bowl after he used a one or a two. Exactly right. So yes. Richard Pascoe, the end of our segment, and tell us your website, please. Head over to talktech.com.au. What a show. What the subjects we tackle today. Nowhere else will you get these sort of subjects. Nowhere else. Absolutely nowhere else. And keep the letters and phone calls coming in. Thank you. Thank you.